coming through a hole in the air from those nights in Tiananmen Square. It's coming from the feel that this ain't exactly real or it's real.
www.blackplasticmutinyradio.fm Saturday Get ready for some rock and roll
I met a beautiful princess in the land of Ubladi. She smiled and said, Ubadilia, meaning you appeal to me. I said, Ubadilia, Labindu, with pride. Ubadilia, Labindu, let's take a ride. In the land of Ubladi, Ubladi, she drove me straight to her castle. In the land of Ubladi. And there I met her two sisters, Bluey Da and Dewey Blee. Bluey Da, without a doubt, was twice my size. Dewey Blee, the other sister, had three eyes. And the two had eyes for me, oh, bloody. I love the beautiful princess from the land of Ubladi. I asked her, Ubi Da, Ublue, darling, will you marry me? She said, Ubadilia Blasi La E Blue, there is nothing in this land I'd rather do. In the land of Ubladi, Ubladi, they led me straight to the altar. In the land of Ubladi, I had a very bad feeling. Things did not look right to me. So before I said I do, I looked aside. They had pulled the switcheroo, they changed the bride. Oh, they can't do that to me, oh, bloody. Westernbound freighter from the land of Ubladi. I jumped when I saw the princess who was waiting there for me. Now we say Udilila Blida Bliu, meaning I will always be in love with you. It happened in Bladi, Ubladi. Downtown. Drop 
Sticks. stinks but uh it stinks that we need to ask you for your love money wise folks because uh you and your radio needs help and uh you go to the website click the donate button and you'll make everybody here and probably a bunch of other people i don't even know about happy and uh flat black Blast is the name of the show muniradio.fm to have working so uh this next song goes out to my hometown
Sensible regions when enough of us have the money and are willing to pass up buying a bag of heroin and chip in for a hotel room instead. Usually the Concord has been brought about by a freezing wet spell that just won't let up, coinciding with a dearth of suitable street drugs. Crayon is the only one who looks 18. He's in possession of a believable driver's license and has the prized credit card that a trick let him keep. There's a hundred dollar spending limit just enough to get us into this hotel room. It ain't fancy. They wouldn't think of trusting the folks who usually stay here with an honor bar, much less a bunch of scraggly street urchins like us. But it does have a 13-inch TV with HBO. After the cleaning staff hauls off, Serenity uses Crayon's maxed-out credit card to jimmy into the supply closet. There, sitting in plastic buckets on the pressed wood shelves like croutons at Sizzler, are the cleaning solvents. We sit on the floor, small brown paper bags sealed to our facial orifices as if we were in an airplane that did indeed run into a severe altitude problem. We mean to mine this room for all the opulence it has to offer. All the bleach-scented threadbare towels, the stained inflexible sheets. Even the cellophane entombed plastic cups will come with us after we check out. We each in turn will push in the little silver lock in the doorknob of the bathroom door and take incredibly long hot showers, which we aren't able to take at the youth shelters. Watch out, world, I'm an adolescent, and there is a lock on this shower door, is a phrase that is not bandied about in shelters. But for now, we switch on the bolted-down TV using the fastened-down remote and go right away to HBO. For this, too, is a paid-for luxury, and we will use all of it, even if what we really crave most is to collapse on a bed that is ours for the night without any grown-up rules or regulations, no fear of cops or social workers, for we all know that swindle. Sleep is the same as shooting drugs. As soon as you inject it, you nod, and next thing you know, it's over and you are out in the cold, wet world again. Though a deep slumber is what we really require, too painful to have this glorious opportunity wasted by being unconscious. We sit congregated around our TV. George Carlin is doing his A Place for My Stuff routine. It's all about folks' stuff. How we all need to store our stuff. Our lives are about accumulating stuff. Then you have to get a bigger house to put all your stuff in. I've heard it before. My mother had a trucker boyfriend who played Carlin tapes in his 18-wheeler as he drove. As Carlin spoke his outrage at our need to keep and store our stuff, the trucker announced with pride, I own all my dang stuff in this here truck. My mother did not like being categorized as his owned stuff. And at the very next truck stop, she took our bag of stuff and we became minus items on his stuff list. My sinuses feel brillo padded by the inhaled oven cleaner. 
I looked through a pixelated haze at our backpack spread out behind us. No one is very far from his stuff. By habit, we've arranged it so if we pass out, we'll land on our stuff. We'll wake if anyone tries to steal any of our stuff. I watched Gotti rise for her turn to use the bathroom and realized none of us is insulted that she takes all her stuff with her. We all do the same. Carlin is saying, that's all you need in life, a little place for your stuff. That's all your house is, a place to keep your stuff. If you didn't have so much stuff, you wouldn't need a house. You could just walk around all the time. And man, not having a house, living on the street, you kind of become stuck. You're the stuff folks have to walk over. You're the stuff they have to deal with, have to move past without being guilted into digging out some change. And our stuff is the homeless problem stuff. Some shelters let you keep some stuff there, but they go through it. They throw some of your stuff out if they want. Cops always want to take your stuff. Believe me, privacy is not for the homeless. But I have a secret. There are lockers at the Trans Bay Terminals. There are rows of wooden benches, church pews, usually filled with homeless people sleeping off something. But at night, a lot of them never make it to a bench, and travelers play body hopscotch to get to their Amtrak trains. I have a key with a plastic orange square on it, the color of a prison jumpsuit. I keep the key tied to my waist, so if anyone took my other stuff, they wouldn't get my key. In the beginning, I moved my stuff to a new locker every day. They had limits on storing stuff, and folks watched. Homeless folks watched, the occasional guard, and if it was too obvious you were storing your stuff, someone would bust in and empty it for you. One bitter cold day when there had been no convergence of money, I woke up in a shelter and could not swallow. I got up and I fell down. And then I woke up at General Hospital. And they tried to explain that I had to get my stuff. I ripped at the tubes that ran into my arms until they had to tie my hands down. I screamed at them, I had to get my stuff. Your stuff will wait, a doctor told me, and inserted some stuff into my IV that made me not care about my stuff anymore. When I was released with a parting bag of stuff I was to keep swallowing, I headed to the trans bay. I knew my stuff wasn't gonna be there. I knew I shouldn't even bother going. George Carlin was saying, and when you leave your house, you gotta lock it up. Wouldn't want somebody to come by and take some of your stuff.
Black Blastic Muni Radio Dot FM Thanks for listening Get out there and vote It's uh, it's a big deal Always has been 
Work this all is night and a drink a rum. It's big. Stack banana till the morning come. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and we want go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and we want go home. Live six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Daylight come and we want go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch.
Jesus. 